When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There's only one. There's only one pod in the Motor City that's keeping you up to date on everything Detroit sports. This is The Daily Ticket with your host, Jeff Rieger. Hey, everybody. What's going on? Jeff Rieger. Another episode of The Daily Ticket. This one for hump day. It's a Wednesday. It's the last day of January, the 31st, 2024. How's everybody doing? This is day three of trying to get over of what happened on Sunday in Santa Clara. I think yesterday was tougher than the day before, simply because they say the second day of mourning, if you will, is always tougher than the first day. For me, it was tougher, too, because I read all the comments from yesterday's podcast, and holy shit, you people hate me. I always thought YouTube commenters were so nice. So much better than Twitter or X. I always thought, oh my goodness, you people are so kind to me since I've been doing the daily ticket. Well, I say one thing. I say one thing. How I thought the second half of that NFC title game was SOL. And my God, you attacked me. Then I made a podcast about it. How people attacked me. And then you did it again. Yesterday's podcast was all about me tweeting out something about SOL and social media reacting. And then YouTube reacted. I read all the comments. We're going to get to them. I'm going to read all of them. You people hurt my feelings. You really did. I was down in the dumps yesterday. However, I got some news right around 1 o'clock that raised me up if we're Rich Rodriguez. Remember when he sang the song, You Raise Me Up? Was that Josh Groban, I believe? Anyway, big news that raised my spirits. Because Tom Palisaro from the NFL Network tweeted that Ben Johnson sticking around with the Lions for a second straight year. Yesterday, the commanders were in town to talk to Aaron Glenn and Ben Johnson. Seattle had interest in Ben Johnson. Ben told them both, I'm going to pass. I'm going to stay in Detroit. Tom Palisaro says Lions OC Ben Johnson informed the Seahawks and commanders that he's staying in Detroit per sources. Johnson, still only 37, will be a hot head coaching candidate again next year. But first, he wants to take another shot at bringing a Lombardi trophy to Detroit. How about that? It wasn't too long ago that nobody wanted to be in Detroit. We couldn't get a free agent. We couldn't even pay somebody to be here. And now you got Ben Johnson, who could be the hottest head coaching candidate out there, saying, I'm going to stick around again. Like, Dan Campbell must be awesome to work for. And Ben Johnson should be very successful next year. Think about the offense that he's bringing back. Jameer Gibbs no longer going to be a rookie. David Montgomery no longer going to be in his first year with the Lions. Jamison Williams going to be in his third year. Jared Goff, another year under the tutelage of Ben Johnson. This is fantastic news. This is the best possible news you could have got other than not blowing that second half lead against the Niners. 
fantastic news. And as Lions fans, you should be ecstatic. You got a top five offense coming back, and you got the mastermind of set offense coming back as well. It's great news. I'm looking at this tweet from Adam Schefter. He said, Ben Johnson was not the head coaching lock that people thought, and his asking price spooked some teams per sources. Now, we heard those reports, and Ben Johnson's camp denied those reports, but he was asking for what? 14 million bucks to come to your town and be the head coach of your team? Cool. I mean, whatever it takes. Maybe Ben Johnson doesn't want to be a head coach. Maybe Sheila Ford called up Ben again and said, Ben, what's it going to take? You want another $2 million, $3 million? Here you go. We love you, Ben, baby. Come on back. Like, whatever the reason is, who cares? He's coming back. He's running it back. We're running it back. And now this should give you confidence in a tougher division with a tougher schedule that you should be able to get back to hopefully where you were this year, the NFC title game, and hopefully further. So this is great news. It's fantastic news about Ben Johnson. And it does help your hangover from having seen the Lions lose to the Niners like they lost in the second half in Santa Clara on Sunday. Now I feel we can move on, right? Now, we still wait and see about Aaron Glenn. Seattle's interested. The commanders are interested. Will Aaron Glenn, the D.C., be back in Detroit, or will he go to one of those teams? Hopefully he comes back. I thought Aaron Glenn did a tremendous job in the second half of the season when people were the most negative. I thought his defense bent but did not break. I thought he was a huge reason why the Lions made it as far as they did. So I hope Aaron Glenn comes back as well. Here's the only thing I need to ask. Is there any way that the Lions can call up Ben Johnson, give him an extra half mil, and just have him sign a stipulation in his contract? Next year, he can go wherever he wants, except the Chicago Bears. Ben Johnson's not allowed to take the Bears job next year. You know Eberflus is going to get whacked. The Bears are going to get rid of him. They're also going to have Caleb Williams because they got the first overall pick of the draft. Sounds like they're getting rid of Justin Fields. Ben Johnson, Caleb Williams equals scary for the rest of the division. So Minnesota, Green Bay, and Detroit, we're all putting a block on Ben Johnson potentially going to Chicago because that would turn a great situation. Ben Johnson coming back to try to win in Lombardi to an awful situation. Everybody agree with me? Let's get on that. Who do we got to talk to about that? Ben Johnson, you're not allowed to take the Bears job. But we are elated that you decided to come back to Detroit. Lions are running it back. Ben Johnson's back. That's a huge offseason move already. Now, let's move on. Because I got some other stuff for you as well. Because all of America continues to talk about your head coach. Well, we're moving on officially, right? We're moving on. We got Ben Johnson. Life is good. We're over the doom and gloom. We're going to run it back next year. We're moving on. The rest of the nation is not moving on. Everybody's still talking about Dan Campbell and how he coached the second half of that NFC title game. All of the world is reacting to Dan Campbell and how he handled the second half of that NFC title game. Everybody's reacting, including Tom Brady. That's right, the GOAT. On his podcast, I believe it's called Let's Go, Tom Brady 
weighed in on Dan Campbell. Now, Jim Gray, the host of that podcast, ripped Dan Campbell, but we don't care what Jim Gray has to say. He didn't play the game. So does Tom Brady agree with Jim Gray, though, that Dan Campbell handled it all wrong? Take a listen. This is Tom Brady on how Dan Campbell coached the second half of the NFC title game. My, my opinion differed on all those plays, too. I definitely thought, you know, the, the handoff there on, on uh, late in the game, that was the one that I, I didn't understand because you're just, unless you saw some incredible look to, to walk the ball in, you just can't take the chance that you're going to be stopped short and keep the clock running because you, you just can't get the ball back. So that was the one that, you know, I just said, I, I don't know what they're doing. And I thought it was just a just a flat out error. And then the other ones are judgment calls, and you know that they've been aggressive all year. Obviously, when you're aggressive and it doesn't work, you know it's it comes back to bite you, and they come back to bite him yesterday. And again, I would have taken the points. I've been in those situations. I, I look at them and I say, okay, this is the opportunity for you to continue to keep the pressure on the 49ers to make great plays, and you were in a good position. So. No, it's an aggressive coach, an aggressive mentality. I'm sure the players really wanted to go for it, you know, when you're on the field and you feel like you let them down. But, you know, at the same time, the coach has got to make, in his mind, the best decision to win. And it obviously didn't work out for the Lions. All right, so that's Tom Brady. He disagrees with Dan Campbell. Now, the thing he disagrees with Coach Campbell the most on is what happened at the very end of the game. Lions are down by 10 Deep in San Francisco territory, they hand the ball off to David Montgomery on third and one. Doesn't get it, so they're forced to take a timeout. And by taking that timeout, obviously, now you got to recover an onside kick instead of making the Niners get a first down. Here's the deal, by the way. The Lions were screwed by that point anyway. They're down by 10 with 130, 120, one minute to go. You're not coming back and winning that football game. I know you did it against the Bears this season at Ford Field. You're not doing it against San Francisco, but that's okay. So Tom Brady's biggest beef with Dan Campbell was that play. Well, it just so happens that Dan Campbell blames himself as well. That is the one part of what happened in the second half that Dan Campbell actually regrets. Take a listen. Yeah, look, it's the easy thing to do is to throw it. Probably should have been the right thing. Uh, but for me, I wanted to run it. I thought we would just pop it. You know, we had just two-minute all the way down the field throwing the football, and they were in a four-down front, and I believe we'd walk right in. And uh, we just we missed a block. And so then, yeah, I got to use the timeout. So hindsight, you know, throw it four times. But I believed uh, in that moment it was going to be a walk and run and it didn't work out. So I gambled and lost. So he agrees with Tom Brady. I mean, Tom Brady said exactly that. Unless Dan Campbell saw a front where he thought David Montgomery was going to walk in, that was the wrong play because you can't use a timeout there and you got to save him for defense. So I think Tom and Dan kind of agree. Now, I'll tell you this. The more I think about the fourth downs, the one in the third quarter and the one in the fourth quarter, the more I get pissed about it. All you had to do was keep pace with San Francisco. Michael Badgley has made those kicks. Would have been a 45-yarder. He's like 84% from 45-yarders in his career in the third quarter with about seven minutes to go in the third quarter. That would have given you a 17-point lead back after the Niners with their first possession in the second half got a field goal. All you got to do is keep pace, and eventually time runs out. As far as the second one is concerned, that kills me too. I don't know how you don't tie the game at 27. 47-yard field goal it would have been. 
You tie the game at 27. You force the Niners to take the ball and see what they do. There's about seven minutes to go in the game. You're not getting two possessions. If the Niners score and you don't, which happened, they're up by 10, you lose the football game. But if you kick that field goal and you tie the game at 27, even if San Francisco scores, you got the chance to get the ball, decent amount of time, three timeouts, go down the field and score yourself. And just like in Dallas, you could go for two. So the more I think about those fourth down conversions, the more pissed I get. But Ben Johnson's coming back, so I'm over it. But I wanted to play you a Tom Brady thought of Dan Campbell and his coaching in the fourth quarter and the third quarter, let's just say the second half of that NFC title game. But what about Dan's players? Like you heard Tom Brady say, I'm sure his players wanted to go for it. Do you think the players are upset with the head coach? Probably not, right? Frank Ragnow was asked about Dan Campbell, his decisions, and what he thinks of his head coach. Take a listen. He's the best. He's one of the best people, leaders I've ever been around. Transparent, authentic, passionate, you name it. He's, um, it's a pleasure to play for that man. Uh, I just didn't even realize how good of a coach there is out there until I met him. He's just blew me away, and he keeps continuing to blow me away, and it's just a, it's just a pleasure to play under him. So that's pretty high praise from the Lions center. The best. Blew me away with how good he is. So I don't think Frank Ragnow had any problem with how the Lions handled things in the third and fourth quarter of the NFC title game. And by the way, Frank's teammates talked. They have no issue either. They support and defend their head coach, Dan Campbell. But staying with Frank Ragnow, I worry about Frank. I do. He's so banged up. He's a warrior. Bob Quinn drafted him. So it's not like he's new to the league. He's got that toe issue that will not heal, even with surgeries, it can't heal. And you know, he's got the ankle, he's got the knee. I worry about Frank Ragnow because to truly win a title, you need Frank. Go look how good that line is with Frank and how bad it is without Frank. You need a guy like Frank Ragnow. So how is he currently, physically? Like, he's not thinking about retiring, is he? He was asked that question. How are you feeling, Frank? Where do you go from here? Take a listen. Yeah, it's gonna. I think this year it's gonna take some time. Um, I just need to be healthy. It takes a toll on you. Yeah, it really takes a toll on you. So I need to find a way to get back to Frank. And uh, I don't regret any of this at all. But it, it weighs on you, and um, it's just gonna take some time and really figure everything out to make sure that I'm feeling good. Not only for me, the football player, but for me to be the best husband, the best father, and everything is that as well. All right, so the part that gets me is not only for me, Frank, the football player, but for me, the father and the husband. I don't think he's retiring. I think he wants to win a Super Bowl. I think he's a warrior. But you saw late in that game against the Niners, Frank Ragnow was not Frank Ragnow that we're used to. Line got a little leaky. I think he lost some of that adrenaline. Dude was banged up. He was a warrior in the Bucs game, and he was a warrior in the Niners game. Can he do it again? One more year. He's so banged up. So I heard those comments, and they freaked me out. Like, he's going to go get MRIs. He's going to go figure out what he needs to have done. I think he's going to be back. But I'm not going to lie to you. I heard those comments, and I'm like, okay, Ben Johnson's coming back. That's great. You need Frank Ragnow to be successful. Nobody will dispute that. You also need Jared Goff, the quarterback. 
He was asked if Detroit is where he wants to be. He's got one year on his contract left. Plus, you can franchise him after that if you wanted to. We keep hearing rumblings and extension is on the way. Detroit is in love with Jared Goff. I think we know this with the Jared Goff, Jared Goff chance that were all over Detroit for the last three weeks. So is Detroit where Jared Goff wants to be? Take a listen. Yeah, the, the last you know three weeks or however long you know it's really been longer than that, but you know since the the playoffs started and um, you know we were able to win that game at home and 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 to see the fans' response, um, not only for me but for our whole team, has been so special and um, it's something I'll never forget. Obviously, the the season didn't end how we had hoped, and last night was disappointing, but. Um, yeah, in, in particular, those two home games in, in the playoffs were um, as special and uh, electric of an environment as you can imagine. And um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. In uh, you know, regards to my future, it's not up to me. Um, I love this place, and um, uh, we'll see what happens as as time goes on here. But yeah, I love this place and um, love Dan, love all the coaches, love all my teammates, and. Um, uh, it's it's not out of my hands in some ways. You know, it's it's up to my representatives and obviously the people upstairs. All right, so it sounds like Jared wants to be here. I think Jared will be here. We're going to run it back, people. Ben Johnson is back. Hopefully Frank Ragnow doesn't retire. Jared Goff will be your quarterback. Second year for Sam Laporta and Jameer Gibbs. Let's go. Defense should be better. You get an offseason with the draft and free agency to bolster the D. You got to be fired up. I know you're still feeling pain from Sunday. But so far, good news for Lions fans and the Detroit Lions. As the OC's coming back and Jared Goff loves being here and see what they can do next year. But anyway, I'm stalling now. I admit this. So yesterday... I did a podcast. I want to follow this up with the comments, and then we're going to call it a day, okay? There you go. Rieger reacts to comments. Yesterday, I did a podcast. <clears throat> I labeled it social media attacks radio host over SOL comments, and Dan Campbell defends himself. Sunday during the game, I tweeted out, the second half was SOL. I believe it. I stand by it. People are fucking furious about it. So I decided on yesterday's podcast to read all the comments on social media that people left for me. Might have been a bad idea. Because the comments from yesterday's podcast reacting to Monday's podcast, when I said the SOL comment to begin with, ooh, they're bad. They are really bad. You will not believe what people said to me. I want to read a bunch of these. Not because I want you to feel sympathy for me, but because, well, actually, a little sympathy would be nice. I thought YouTube people were so much nicer than, like, Twitter people or Instagram people or TikTok people. I think I'm wrong about that. You people are mean when you don't hear what you want to hear. It's my opinion. To lose the game how you lost the game, I will never stop believing this. That was same old Lions. Great. Here's more bad comments coming, I'm sure, for tomorrow. But anyway, here is what some people had to say about yesterday's podcast. Big Ass Dummy 46 says, get your clicks, Rieger, you fucking scumbag. 
You think that's bad? We're just getting started. Mike L. Boyd, 7-Eleven, also says, nobody should even hate watch this clown. Talking about me. He's a shitty-ass Skip Bayless. Thumbs down this talking bald head. Kind of hit me where it hurts right there. Shitty-ass Skip Bayless. And he called me bald, too. Which, I mean, part of that is true. Jeff Rush, 1586. Well, it's like your mouth is falling down the stairs. You just can't quit. I got a couple more for you. How about this one? Robert Corson, $43.99. You are a terrible person. Go play in traffic. And then this one. Jared the Man, 34. You are a piece of shit and deserve to no longer be employed. No longer be employed because I believe SOL was what happened in the second half of that NFC title game. Did you watch the game? Did you see the win probability for the Lions when they were up 17 at the half? My goodness. Such anger. Big said, this is the worst take. You suck. People just dunk it on me left and right. Splash Olympics says Rieger is such a weirdo. I mean, it doesn't stop. Jeffrey D, 2948, Rieger is a tool. I'm going to stop listening to him. I think he makes clickbait takes. The ticket needs to consider parting with him. I should be fired? Do you know what it takes to do this podcast, by the way? I produce it. I come up with a YouTube thumbnail. I do it all. It takes hours out of my day. And I should be fired because I thought same old Lions was what happened in the second half? Don't you think that's a little harsh on your part? Anyway, it doesn't change my opinion. How you lost that game was same old Lions. It's an opinion I will never come off of. You're mad at me for that? So be it. Anyway, great news. Ben Johnson coming back to the Lions. He told Seattle and Washington, no thank you. I'm staying in Detroit. Fantastic news. And to all the people that hated on me yesterday, I, I, I'm still appreciative of you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Please, this is a good time to ask you to subscribe to The Daily Ticket. You people are so mean to me. Now, there were some nice ones. I just decided not to read them because the abundance of them were obviously awful and wanting me dead. I mean, that's what I felt like. I wake up on a Tuesday morning. I read all the comments because, of course, I'm a narcissist. And I'm like, oh, my God, all these people hate me now. Why? Because I believe in SOL? Because they choked away the second half of a game? Like, I did a radio show on Monday night, people. You would not believe how many people were angry at me because I wasn't just happy to be there. So many people called up with the same thought. You know, if I told you at the beginning of the season that you'd be in the NFC title game, you'd be happy with that. And the answer is, of course I would be, until I found out how that title game went. And you led by 17 at the half, and then you choked it away. All right? Sorry. I do expect more from my team than just to get there when you're winning by 17. I expect you to finish the job. And if you don't, I get a little angry about it. If that makes me a bad person, which apparently it does, judging by all the comments I got, then so be it. I'm a fucking bad person, I guess. We'll catch you tomorrow on a Thursday. I need a drink.
so hurtful. See ya.